Welcome to Women Leading the Way Radio Show, where each time you'll hear from successful women CEOs, executives, and professionals, where we'll discover how they do what they do to be successful in business. We'll be interviewing women who have overcome big challenges, women who have incredible stories of lessons learned in dealing with adversity. We'll even interview women who have started and grown successful organizations and women who are C-level executives with unique talents and positions. Our goal is to bring successful businesswomen together to share how they're leading the way in business today. Good morning and welcome to Woman Lead Radio brought to you by Connected Women of Influence. I'm Melissa Washington, your host of Women Veterans in Business. Our show topic today is VA home loans and our leading lady today is Shelly Heimer. Good morning, Shelly. Good morning, Melissa. Thank you for having me. Oh, thank you. I just want to share just a little bit about Shelly. Over over 20 years in the mortgage industry, you built a successful career around serving your clients as well as the veteran community. Recently, you were recognized in the top 1% within C2 Financial Corporation and awarded as a a top producer and top female originator. And you contribute your success to years in the military service, which we're definitely going to be talking about enhancing on her attention to detail, adaptability, and flexibility through industry changes and unique client needs. And Shelly, thank you for your service. And let's talk about your service. Let's talk about what made you join the military, what you did in the military. Well, I think like many of us, um, we end up in the military because we don't know what else to do. So for me, I came from a a single parent household. My dad was a single dad and we lived below the poverty line. So college wasn't something that we ever talked about as an option. None of my parents had gone to college and I found myself floundering that first year after high school. Like, what am I going to do with my life? And a roommate of mine had talked about joining the military and that triggered a thought that led me down into my first recruiter's office and before I knew it, I was raising my right hand and shipping off to South Carolina. So I did it out of loss, basically, of not knowing what else to do. And I served in the Army for six years. I did uh, an enlistment and a half, so I re-enlisted. And then I medically discharged two years into my second enlistment. But I really found that it grounded me. And so when I did transition, I felt like I had a new outlook on life. I had some leadership skills developed. I was a little more mature. And um, yeah, that's kind of what took me to the military. Share with us any any highlights of your your six years in the Army. So my first duty station was um, in Korea. And being a young 18-year-old woman in a a male-dominated industry was a little intimidating. I found myself um, really scared and found a way to really make really tight-knit friendships with the women that I served with in my barracks. We became really, really good friends, and that became my family. And when you're away from home, as you know, like your the people around you becomes your new family. And so my highlight probably was being stationed in Korea and making those lifelong connections, people that I'm still friends with today. And then 
coming back stateside was a little more challenging. You know, I was young and um, I floundered a little bit with wanting to party and drink and, you know, do some of the things that most of us do for the first time being away from home and, uh, <laughs> you know, make some mistakes. <laughs> and Yeah. So it was a journey of growth and I got a lot of it out of my system and not all of it was easy. I definitely had uh, my struggles with some of the people that I interacted with, you know, being a young female, some of the men that I interacted with, there was a lot of um, trauma, at least in our service as well. So transitioning out to the civilian world was not necessarily easy, but it gave me the foundation to move into another male-dominated industry and have a little more confidence to assert myself in a position of leadership for sure. So with that, so as you're, you know, as you're getting ready to transition out, what 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 was your plan then? Um, I really thought I was going to go back to college and get a degree and go into nursing. And when I got out, I found it really difficult to maneuver the VA system. I, I got out with a medical discharge, so um, that was already established. But going and finding my way to use my resources and my tools, use my GI Bill, use my voc rehab. I really felt lost, and I know that things have changed significantly since I got out in the 90s, and it's hopefully a little more um, user-friendly, but back then it wasn't, and you really had to find your own way. And So I floundered a little bit, and I took a retail job, and I was a manager. You know, most of us can transition into management positions after serving in the military. So I did some jewelry management for a little bit, and then my sister introduced me to the real estate world. She was a realtor and said, oh, my loan officer's hiring an assistant. So I went and interviewed for that job. And before I knew it, school was on the back burner. And I was knee deep in being a, an assistant to a top producing loan officer. And that was a lot of fun. The money was really good. And I worked my way up through the ranks very quickly because those of us that have served in the military, we have a higher level of, I think, work ethic than what most of the people my age were doing in the industry at that time. So it wasn't long before I had decided to take my own career to the next level. I got licensed as a loan officer and then quickly started my own branch and my own team. And here we are 20 years later, and I'm you know, ranking in the top 1% of my company. That's awesome. You know, like I mentioned before, you're awarded the top producer, top female originator. So what is a female originator? So, you know, in finance, it used to be it was more male-dominated. More men did the banking side of things while women were the realtors. And right now, I think that there's still a high, a low ratio of women in the industry that have equal success to some of the men out there on the playing field. But I'm seeing the the ranks close a little bit and the ladies are starting to make deeper connections and grow and build their business. And I think that our nurturing aspect plays a significant role in how we connect with clients and people. And we're learning to lean into that a little bit more and use that as um, part of our success and part of how we, how we build confidence in our clients. Oh, that's, that's awesome. That's, that's, that's great to hear. Um, 
you know, when we think of that too, because you're right, I mean, you think of like a lot of the loans, a lot of times it has been the men and the women on the realtor side. So having, bringing, you know, more women into that and having that, which which totally makes sense, right? As you mentioned, the nurturing side, I mean, the whole loan process, right? You need to be that nurturing person to go through yeah. the process as a person getting the, the person, you know, on both ends, right, to have that. Um, and, you know, and then, of course, you having the military experience, definitely you know, and all that, you know, attribute to your your success that you that you've had with that um so as as we look at that and of course you've been in the military you're understanding the VA home loan process so explain to those that are listening because you know people may have heard about the VA home loan maybe they're not a veteran I mean you hear about the you know you hear about the Fannie Mae you know all those types of different loans but what's what are the benefits or just what is a VA home loan and who qualifies for a VA home loan so there's a lot of questions involved in that, and I'm going to try and unpack it as easily as I can for you. So anyone that has served more than 90 days of active service is eligible for a VA loan. There's different requirements for National Guard members, reserve members, and anyone that was discharged under anything other than honorable. There's some quirky guidelines for them. But when you serve after your 90 days, of active duty time, you're eligible for 100% financing of a home loan. So the VA doesn't loan you the money, but they guarantee the money. So when you apply with a lender, you go through the same criteria of qualifying for a home loan. It's not like you're going to the VA and applying to them for a loan. You're going to a lender. We finance the, the transaction, but the VA will guarantee it. So if you go into default, the VA has guaranteed a percentage back to the lender so that there's minimized risk. So that's what the VA loan is in a whole, is that you have 100% financing, you have easier credit qualifying as they have lower credit restrictions and then higher debt to income. And there's no private mortgage insurance. So typically on a loan, if you have less than 20% down, you have what's called mortgage insurance. With a VA loan, there is no mortgage insurance. There is what's called a funding fee. So the VA does charge a percentage of your loan amount to insure the property. And they add that on to the 30-year term. So you can pay for it separately. Most veterans pay for it on the loan because when you amortize that funding fee over 30 years, it's a minimal difference in your payment. So that's the most affordable option for veterans. And the scale for what that funding fee is different depending on if you've used it before and or if you've put down a down payment. So if you're the traditional first-time home buyer with zero down, but you've never used your VA entitlement before, you're going to pay a funding fee of 2.15%. And that's based on the loan amount. So that's amortized, it's added to the back end of your loan and you just pay on it in your monthly payment. If you've used your VA loan before and you have zero down, then you're gonna pay a funding fee of 3.3%. So it varies depending on your usage and your your equity in the property at the time. And that's, um, we just, I just got to take a quick moment to recognize one of our yeah. sponsors and partners, and then we're going to get back to talking about the okay. funding fee because that's a lot of um, a lot of misconceptions too on that the whole what that looks like and what that is. 
Um, so Women Lead Radio is brought to you today by Connected Women of Influence and our partner, Microsoft. The Microsoft mission is to empower every person or organization on the planet to achieve more. Microsoft believes technology is a powerful force for good and are working to foster a sustainable future where everyone has access to the benefits and opportunities created by technology. Microsoft believes technology can and should be a powerful force for good and that meaningful innovation can and will contribute to a brighter world in big and small ways. Thank you for your support, Microsoft, and to all of our sponsors and partners. All right, so we're back to Women, Veterans, and Business, and, and with us today is Shelly, and, and we're, we're knee-deep in, in talking about um, the VA home loan. Um, and Shelly was sharing with us about the, what the VA home loan is, that it's the VA um, is not the person that's the loan, and that's why I think a lot of people think that the VA is loaning you the money, um, and they're just backing that through whomever you're going to be using. And then we were talking about the, um, the VA funding fee, and also, too, that there's no PMI, there's no mortgage insurance um, for veterans utilizing the home loan. And so with that, too, you mentioned, too, about the funding fee. But with that, there's also an advantage if somebody has um, a disability rating um, when it comes to that funding fee. Correct. So the funding fee um, is waived if you are if you have a disability rating of 10% or greater. So if you have any VA disability, then you don't pay the funding fee if you have any service-connected disabilities. If you are dependent and are a surviving spouse of a veteran, then you also do not pay the funding fee. So if you're a surviving spouse of somebody who has a disability rating, you're also exempt from that. Um, There's also some Purple Heart recipients that are also exempt from the VA funding fee. So there are some options out there that our veterans can be exempt from that funding fee as well. And, I mean, and if, if you put the numbers on paper, I mean, not how much that can save someone, right, taking all that off of what you would have had to pay or even coming at the down payment. And one of the things, too, and I've used my VA loan several times um, with that, but one of the things, too, is they used to have where you could, the VA would only guarantee a certain amount. Um, but depending upon, I think it was like your county, and you couldn't go over that. But I know they've changed that, too, especially with the housing market and prices going higher. Um, so does that still apply today, where if they're only going to cover a certain amount because I live in a certain area? So the VA only covers 25, 25%. So they insure 25% of the loan amount. Um, each county has a county limit that is where you max out whether it's considered a high balance jumbo VA loan in here in Southern California we have no limit on purchase price you can buy a five million dollar home for 100% financing so it depends on the county that you live in and what your county limits are for where your rates fall so depending on if you're considered a high balance or conventional the the conventional limit is going to get you a slightly better rate than if you're in a jumbo rate, right? But it's not that drastic in difference, especially when you're looking at financing, you know, a million-dollar home and not having to come in with anything out of pocket, well, any down payment out of pocket because, of course, there are closing costs, which, is too, is another misconception. People think, oh, I have a VA loan. I don't have to pay anything. Well, there still are costs to financing a loan. You have to pay third-party fees, appraisal, inspection, underwriting, escrow. You still have 
costs that are incurred in buying a home. The 100% the hundred percent down is where people get those two confused, or 0% yes. down, 100% financing. Yes. No, definitely. A lot of times, and most people just can just roll that closing cost into their loan or choose to pay it. And also, too, they can pay down their um, percentage rate, too, the points. They can pay that down if they wanted to. For sure. So people can finance the funding fee, but they can't finance their closing costs on a purchase. They can get seller credits up to 6%, but they can't finance the actual loan cost on a purchase. When you do a refinance, you can because you increase your loan amount to cover the cost. But the funding fee is always eligible for financing. So let's talk about, let's, let's jump into that because I want to talk about refi um, and, and what that is. So we, we're just talking about the VA home loan, that's purchasing the home. And then the VA gives opportunity to refinance, um, which I'm hoping most people that had their VA loan did <laughs> a couple years ago, right? Yeah, absolutely. When it was like 2%, yeah. I mean, like, oh my gosh. So what does that look like for those that do have a VA home loan um, that may be in a higher percentage rate? And that's, again, something we should be looking at, too. It's okay if when the percentage rates go down, if you're at 8% and the percentage rate goes down below that, what are the benefits of refinancing that loan? So the VA has a program called the EARL. It's the Interest Rate Reduction Loan. And you're eligible for the EARL if your rate drops more than half a percent and you've made six payments. So when you refinance, it does cost you money. You're doing a new loan all over, so you have those same fees that you had when you purchased. You have escrow, title, appraisal. So the VA will allow you to refinance into another VA loan if it's a tangible benefit to the veteran. So, you know, in the years past, you've seen veterans be taken advantage of with refinancing. So every mm-hmm. time there was a slight drop, lenders would solicitate them, say, hey, let's refinance, let's refinance. Well, the VA has said, no, we have to make sure there's a tangible benefit to the borrower. And by doing so, we're going to make sure you've made six payments and that you have are saving at least half a point or better. If you're not, then it doesn't make sense for you to incur the cost of a refinance all over again. The other exception to that is if you're going from an adjustable rate to a fixed rate, that's in your best interest. So the VA will allow that even if there's not that half a point savings, but it has to be in your best interest. Absolutely. And that's good because, I mean, there is so, there is so much predator, predatory lending out there, right? I mean, they just, you, we all get those in the mail, right? Especially when interest rates drop or your the home value goes up, you get it flooded with these postcards and letters from, from lenders. Oh. And you know, yeah, I'm sure you get them. You get them too. But you yeah, know, that's why I think it's so important for people to work with someone like you who knows her stuff, because you get so many people, and I've encountered people who don't know their stuff, and I challenge them because I pretty much not that I'm an expert, but I, I know enough to where people are just they're just they don't know what they're talking about. Um, they just want the business. Well, and, um, yeah, and so I mean, in in our military space, we live on a moderate income. So every savings matters to us. And when you get these solicitations and you start thinking, oh, my gosh, I could save, you know, a couple hundred dollars a month, that makes a big difference in my my paycheck-to-paycheck living, right? But they don't realize that there's so many scams out there just trying to take advantage of the lack of experience or knowledge in financing. So, yeah, working with someone you know, someone you trust, 
someone that's been referred to you and has a specialized in VA loans is definitely going to make sure that you don't fall into that category of being taken advantage of. Definitely. So, so what if someone, you know, they're looking, you know, maybe they're not ready or maybe they feel they're not ready or think they're not ready to buy a home, right? Because they may not have the down payment, but then again, if you know what VLM, you don't have to. But maybe they're, they've got a low FICO score, they have credit issues. Uh, what, do you, what, what would you recommend? Who do, who do they work with? How, can someone in your industry help them with that? Yeah, so I would always recommend that somebody do some employment prep, financial prep, credit prep, some VA lending education ahead of time, and reach out to a local mortgage broker and talk about what the steps you need to do to get pre-approved. They want to make sure that if you're no longer in the military, that you do have two years of, of solid education or employment. If you are in the military, they want to see you have 12 months remaining time in service. And if there's credit issues, we can guide you on, okay, maybe we look at paying down this debt as opposed to paying this off. So many people are under the misconception of, I need to pay off all my credit cards to finance a home. Well, when you pay off all your credit cards, sometimes your score will drop because you no longer have any balance remaining showing good utilization. So there's a balance between paying things off and keeping small balances on your credit cards and not closing accounts but leaving them open. So talking to somebody ahead of time is highly recommended. And I would say about 90 to six months, 90 days to six months ahead of your purchase plan to put something in place. And also too, so if someone were to purchase a loan or to use a VA home loan, can they also put their spouse on that, that loan as well? Yes, and in most, depending on the state you live in, like California here is a community property state, so you have to qualify with spousal debt. So let's say your spouse is on leave or not working at the time. We're not necessarily going to use their income to qualify, but we are going to hit you with any debt. So if your wife or your husband has an auto loan that's in your name only, but they're buying a house, we're going to hit you with that payment because this community property state, and regardless of anything else, you're still obligated on that payment together. So we do want to put the spouse on there. Now, if one spouse has a lower credit score than the other, we might look at taking them off if they don't have offsetting income to help. So there's a lot of strategizing that goes into making the loan work for you. And everybody's needs are different. Everybody has a unique situation, and so not all loans are created the same, not even VA loans. So with that, too, you mentioned not all, you know, loans are created equal. So, again, you know, you're looking at other, like, you know, in California where you're at and I'm at, you know, we have the CalDebt. The, the state also has a, an opportunity for um, home loans. But then, you're, you know, you're looking at the traditional loans. Is there a benefit? Um, to have a VA, I mean, what is, I mean, I know we talked about that, but there are there any other benefits in any other loan categories that the VA may loan may not have? So CalVet is really good for veterans that maybe they want to buy in a manufactured park that's on leased land. Traditional financing and traditional VA financing won't lend in those in those parks where CalVet will. So you definitely want to make sure that when you're getting pre-approved your lender's aware of different options that might be available to you that you couldn't qualify for in traditional VA financing. And CalVet 
is one of those programs that offers out-of-the-box financing. So can I purchase a, a my vacation home with a VA home loan? Unfortunately not. So the <laughs> VA is not intended for wealth building. It's intended to help you find stable stable home. So they're going to give you this this tool to buy a home, but they're not going to let you buy this home and then turn around and buy the next home and then the next home and create a a real estate por- portfolio. You can buy multiple homes, but it has to make sense. Let's say you're stationed in California and you bought a home here and now you're going to go be stationed in Missouri and you want to buy a home there. Well, that makes sense. And the VA is going to allow you to do that as long as you have enough entitlement remaining. So where I say they only lend on the 25%, there's a calculation that we use to determine your entitlement remaining. And so we'll calculate that. And Maybe going from a high-cost state to a low-cost state isn't going to be the best example because you won't have a lot of entitlement remaining when you've bought in a high-cost state that you might have to come in with a slight down payment in the next state. If you look at that in reverse and you buy a home in a low-cost state like Missouri, you only financed 100000 and their county limit is two, but then you buy in California, you have probably a lot more money left on that entitlement buying in a higher cost state. So what the VA does is allows you to buy three homes before they say no more. Once you own three homes with a VA loan, they want you to sell them all and start over. So you can essentially purchase up to three homes depending on the entitlement you have remaining before the VA is like, okay, you're done. You have to start over now. And it gets pretty complicated. So there's a lot of idiosyncrasies, as we know, with the military that don't always make sense, right? So those happen in the VA home loan program, too. And there's a lot of of amazing benefits, but then there's a lot of caveats that if you aren't working with a lender who's versed in the VA, you could find yourself in trouble when you go to buy that next home and you didn't know those guidelines. So working with a broker along the way is going to help you get ready for that next purchase or that sale. And that's that's so important, and you're so knowledgeable. And I just, if, just in case our listeners may want to reach out to you, how would you like them to contact you? Um, they can always find me on my website. That's h5financial.com, and that's the easiest way to go. Or you can email me, um, Shelly at h5financial.com. And I'm a firm believer of supporting each other and helping you grow. So whether you're buying now or in six months or six years, I'm always happy to have a conversation about what that looks like and run numbers and help you strategize. That's that's what I love best is serving our veteran community. That's awesome. Thank you. And we'll also to have a link to your website on our show page as well. So that way if someone's listening and they're not able weren't able to write that down, they can go to the show page and click on that link. So so you're in California and now of course can you do loans in other states? So I'm currently licensed in Texas, Arizona, South Dakota, and California. And if you're in one of those states that I'm not licensed in, I have a huge network of other veteran members and VA members that can help you. And I'll always make sure to place you with somebody in that area that can best serve you. Oh, that's great. So I'm curious, okay, just you said South Dakota. Why, 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 why do you have South Dakota? <laughs> 
I um, have uh, I have family in South Dakota, so that made it easy for me. One's in real estate, so there was a you know a professional connection that I could help with there. And then Texas and Arizona, they're they're where the majority of my clients are relocating to. So I kept referring people out, and I figured you know those are the states that I can help my clients move to. So that's why I picked those two. I just had to ask. Just had to ask. There. So, well, you, you know, this this time always goes by so fast. And I know, I mean, literally, I know we could have talked another hour about this. But, you know, and one of the things, too, is it's it's so important to speak, again, to someone like Shelly, who knows what she's talking about. Because, right, again, there's so many myths or someone had a different experience or not all of our situations are the same. So it, it may not have worked for someone else or their situation. We don't know that. And so that's why it's so important. Um, again, to to contact someone like Shelly, who knows what she's talking about. So, again, Shelly, thank you so much for being on the on the show today. And I would like to again say thank you to Shelly for being our leading lady, and a special thanks to all of our listeners, both in the U.S. and internationally, as we are an international show. After our show today, you can listen to Woman Lead Radio on all subscription podcasts specifically Apple Podcasts, iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and iHeartRadio. We are expanding quickly to a daily show and podcast. So for now, we'll be back again for another live Women Lead Radio show on Mondays at 9 a.m. Pacific time and Fridays at 2 p.m. Pacific. It's been my sincere pleasure to be your host today. Thank you for listening, and have a great week. Thank you so much. Women Leading the Way is produced by Connected Women of Influence the premier private membership organization where like-focused, business-to-business executive and professional women connect, collaborate, and cultivate a vast network of high-level affiliations, resources, and professional relationships. For more information about Connected Women of Influence, please visit our website at connectedwomenofinfluence.com. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VDW Group. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. 